0: Welcome back to Honoury Wellness. Welcome.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah, tonight we have a really special guest. Uh, we've been building up this for a little while, uh, Jonathan Cairns. Um, so Jonathan, um, who you guys won't know, you guys may know. In fact, a lot of you do know quite well <laughs> from the year Dot, um, is uh, an, a really interesting person, a really fascinating person whose story relates to his, like, road to Damascus moment when it comes to health. And there was a, you know, a really significant shift which we were both really keen to explore uh, and which you released a book about um, which is amazing kind of motivational book' it's a really inspiring story uh, and so tonight we thought it was kind of a chance to, to explore some of your story with you and to try and like pick behind the curtain a little bit because uh, for a lot of people when you see from outside uh, somebody who's you know transitioned from unhealthy to healthy is a very blunt way to put it but in but in in, in some form from a, from a a, a less conscious approach to their to their diet and their lifestyle, to a very conscious approach, it can be kind of, it seems like an impossibility for people to mm. do it, right? Yeah, like, I think yeah. I
2: think it's like, it's also nice to kind of be able to ask those questions of like, well, I'm somewhere along this journey and I'm trying it, but I've reached this stumbling block. and how did you find it when you reached that stumbling block? Mm. and when you're in a situation like this, it's really nice to be able to stop and ask those questions and for you guys to be able to ask those questions and go, you know, ha- how have you found that? How have you found that? How have you found that? And then also, if you guys have any tips or anything that's happening with you that you want to feedback, it's nice for us to have a forum where it's kind of more like a nice cozy chat around the fire and, and we get to all talk and, and share that learning together.
1: Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess without further ado, like, welcome. And can you, like, the most, the most important, the most exciting thing for me is is that moment. Because we're constantly talking about our family members, when I, I speak to lots of people and through the shop and, and outside, where you know you want to bring change to other people's lives but it's really difficult to do that and, and understanding what flicks that switch for people is I think really like it's a, it's the big insight so for you can you can you begin to describe just what was that light bulb moment or uh, was there probably a few light bulb moments but
3: well I, I can I mean there was a moment but there was a, a massive backstory to the moment
0: mm-hmm.
3: so, I mean the moment was one day when I was looking at a photograph and I saw myself and I thought it was somebody else I said how could I look that unhealthy wow. like I look that close to a heart attack like i looked really bad and jowly and okay. just kind of miserable um, awful. and awful and i thought that can't be me and i went through the other photographs and they were all me and i looked the same
0: yeah
3: and then i thought what has happened to me how did i get there and that was the first time i looked at how i got from where i thought i was to there
1: and is it a case of slow slippage then is it a case of you just kind of like day in day out
3: it's but, slow but it, yeah. it, it it was more like Slow it was more like a, a hurricane because i didn't okay. notice okay and i was i was here and suddenly i was here i was in a miserable relationship that had finished i had three children right. and I, like i just I, I was like what happened
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah and so like did you like would you say you still found joy in most days in those situations Did you still have a fun life did you feel or was it were you actually kind of saying i'm not having fun
3: no I, no no i, I wasn't okay. laughing very much at okay. all um,
0: Interesting. at all yeah
3: and the, the, when i look back like I'd gone through, I'd just gone through, I'd just gone bust uh, for starters, okay. and I thought right. I spent two years working to this point. Now I'd just gone through a, a, a miserable breakup as well, right. and with three children, and we had no communication skills, so we were, we were useless. Like we were two people that never should have been together, right. and obviously we were slow learners. It took us a long time to to realise that.
0: Uh, so
3: uh, when we separated, there was no communication, and I look back and I thought if I was to do that again, like if it took me another two years to build back up and I couldn't think of anything more miserable yeah. than doing what I'd just been doing for two years. So it was my light bulb moment. I thought right. something here is dreadfully wrong. Right. Like this isn't a happy life. Like how did I get here? Like I had three children. That was the only good thing that I had.
1: Okay, amazing. And do you reckon was it was a case that you were like, you made change for them? Is that a big part of the thing?
3: That was a huge part. I mean, okay. I realized that, there's nobody coming to save me here. Like I either do something or, I mean, I was fighting in court for my kids for access or for more access. So I thought if I let this slip, um, like I'm going to regret it forever. So it was very much a case of get it together. And I looked everywhere for a book on how to wake up one day and get it together. And I couldn't find one.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, really? I mean there's all the books out there, no. <laughs> but there's none
3: for what I wanted.
1: That's really interesting. And there's and none. what were they missing?
3: They were missing the beginning. Okay. Like how do I get from waking up feeling this way and suddenly realising for maybe the first time what I who I am or what I am, like I'm a forty five year old overweight, middle aged man that hasn't got a clue where he is or what he's doing.
0: Wow.
3: Like and I couldn't find that book any shelf. Like
2: the start from scratch thing because there's lots yeah. of like motivational stories and like I'm here and I'm doing this thing and here's yeah. my story of my journey but not like and now this is you and what do you do to literally get up off the couch and yeah. then start making change. There
3: was a lot of books uh, telling me how to do things and I couldn't get them because I didn't believe them. There was nobody who said this is what I did. Okay. And so without somebody showing me what they did and then I could follow it or not yeah. and and that's pretty much what I tried to write then was what I couldn't find
1: okay so it's the personal plan the personality behind the plan as well yeah 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 okay. yeah. yeah and, and so wh- like what, why why running why not tennis why not why not swimming what what was the thing
3: what well I, I'll tell you why I mean running like it was the easiest thing for me okay because I used to go out at night when nobody could see me because oh, I was okay. so self-conscious and at night yeah. like, I could um, run around the block and nobody would see me
0: yeah.
3: throwing up over the neighbour's hedge or whatever I might be doing.
0: Wow. Yeah.
3: And it was, I didn't need any gear, yeah. no tennis racket, no membership, so I just went from the front door when everybody yeah. else was asleep.
1: It's kind of a big expression of freedom, of personal freedom as well, isn't it? And probably it, in, a, in a situation in life where you weren't probably having many moments of of freedom. You were tied with it in a lot of ways, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, I, I had no moments of freedom. That no. I only realised when I started to run, that I had this, this. There was something else that was possible. Okay. Yeah. Like, like you know, you know, the, I mean, I'm sure you two know the feeling of when you're getting strong, or like it's a, a very personal strength, self empowering kind of feeling. It's huge. I think yeah. it's also
2: like. For me, like I have never been like a running person, but <laughs> no, <exactly. laughs> I remember having started doing yoga a bit more frequently and suddenly I was teaching a good bit of classes and I was teaching them every week and they were getting stronger. I wasn't really conscious of like, I wasn't doing yoga to get fit, but I was doing it because I loved it. And then one day needing to run for a bus and yeah. running for the bus and like midway through <laughs> the run, like mentally thinking I hate running while i doing this and then suddenly go, running like this is great (laughs) you know it's like springing along instead of Mm. being like yeah yeah it was like and then that feeling of going i could run away from a situation that i needed to escape from yeah it's really important yeah as a human like we need Mm. to have that feeling of like i can survive a situation where i need to escape yeah Yeah. and running does that for us it gives us that thing of like i can run away i can run towards yeah
1: It's a discharge in so many ways, isn't it? Because yeah. it's a discharge at the time. And it's a sense of empowerment of being able to do it again. And it's the yeah. fact that when you go and recover, the next time you do it, you tend to do it better than the last time you did. Yeah. And so, like, when you started, you started doing, like, a, like a walk, jog, run sort of thing? I, I did.
3: I had a loop from my house. It was three miles. Okay. And I started to walk it. Oh. And then I'd jog a little bit and I'd run a little bit. Or, or I'd, I'd jog and I'd walk and I'd jog and I'd walk. Mm. And I had this thing that if I keep going, eventually I'd be able to run the three miles. Yeah. But it, my biggest time was the Sunday night, because that's when I dropped the kids back to their mother. And I felt for them, and I felt guilty, and I felt bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't just drink vodka or something, even though that's what I felt like doing, because I had to get up again tomorrow. Yeah. So the running was a way of getting the anger out.
1: And, and did you find you went numb in your head when you were running? Like, did, you, did, N- did your mind switch off?
3: No, no. no, not for a long time. I okay. just, I felt absolutely miserable okay but i felt miserable anyway <laughs> it was just shifting it from mental to physical right sure and it was kind of a relief yeah as it's, well. kind
1: of, it's, only, it's it's kind of self harmish in a way isn't it it's a, a, a bit it's a bit perverse like, <laughs> a I mean, little like you're kind bit. of hurting yourself on purpose right yeah a little bit yeah. but you get totally past that. you get
3: past it eventually
1: yeah but but then you're always slightly doing that because i mean when you look at like ultramarathoners, all they talk about is this pain cave situation yeah. where they enjoy living in this really viscerally sore thing where they're their feet are numb they've got shin splints they're tying their legs yeah. together like that's it, it's is it ever actually just fun or is it always a bit of pain
3: oh no it will it depends what level you go to yeah i mean if you're just doing it for fitness and to feel good uh-huh. it, it gets fun yeah i mean but if you does, go further than that it there can be a lot of pain
1: uh, but, but, you, <laughs> but you didn't you didn't leave it there i mean like you did go past into the pain thing right i mean i did yeah so, uh, describe describe that a little bit like how, a little bit of the progression i mean like we got you the three mile loop and you got to the point where you could obviously run that
3: yeah, I mean, that, that took a long time. Like, it took eight or nine months before I could do that without stopping and without somebody else stopping the car asking me, was I okay? Like a neighbor. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> okay, <right. laughs> so eventually Who I got to you? do are you? Oh, God, it's <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? Will we call someone? <laughs> <laughs> so after a while, yeah, I, I started to, to feel good. Okay. But, but it, was, it it's all pain then. Yeah. And then you start to get good at it. I mean, then I entered a race, okay, a wow. 5k race.
1: That's a huge deal, entering your first race. How, how, how long did that take? How, how many years
3: have you been? Oh, well, that was within the first year. Oh, right. Like, wow. But I was no way ready. Okay. I just thought I was.
1: Yeah.
3: And that particular race ran by my house. is the Rathfarnham 5k. Okay. So I thought if I just go out, I could just join in and nobody would notice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dressed in black.
2: But
3: I, did, I didn't know how to run a race. So like, I was up the front thinking, if I run really fast, I'll get this over with quickly. So,
0: <laughs> Brilliant.
1: Famous last words.
3: Yeah. But after the first kilometre even, uh, I was finished.
1: Okay, wow. Yeah.
3: And then I thought, well, if I just catch this really slow person and just stick with them, I might be okay. Yeah. And then I couldn't even keep up with them.
1: Wow. Okay. And then like
3: by the time it was, when I got around to even passing our house, I felt if I could just sneak in I could just but there was too many people on the drive like, and, and it was just, Neither I was couldn't get in. <laughs> and everyone's well. clapping and it was just too hard. So anyway, I did finish it and I, wow. I didn't die. Yes. And I, like, all the time I was thinking, okay, if I just get this finished with, I'm and never ever doing this again. Mm. But when I was finished, I kind of felt, oh, I did it.
1: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I, yeah, and it
3: was like, just it flipped and I felt like, and everybody around was positive. And nobody was saying, let's go to the pub and get hammered or, you know, let's do this. Like everybody was like, good. And yeah. it was really nice people to be around. Yeah, so yeah. then I kind of thought, I'm going to do this again.
1: Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so one of the things that, that Lydia does in, in, in her yoga class is interesting. When you, um, what is the one where you build heat and what is that called? Oh,
0: the, the, fireball, the fireball thing.
1: One. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it's what's called, what's the term, a kriya. So exactly. fireball kriya where like people, are just, it's designed to build you up to the point where you kind of think you can continue. But there's no point at which you can't continue, and it's like, mm. but it's sort of it shows that difference between like your mental fortitude and your physical fortitude. Or your physical, like your body will keep going. I mean, like yeah, you I've watch some that, of these yeah. guys mm-hmm. uh, like online who got a picture of your man Bobbitt. What's his name? Uh, God, what's his name? The, the American guy who's like done Hell Week four yeah. times, and he did it with like broken shins and all sorts of. Stuff. I just and read I mean, Goggins. Yeah. Goggins, not yeah, Goggins, yes. yeah. Sorry, uh, but uh, so anyway, he like his his transition through that pain thing is is kind of i mean it really there's, there's insanity to it but mm. but he realizes that it becomes less and less about the physical game as you go on once you get to the point of like i can run then it's pretty yeah. much all up here right it is
3: yeah yeah and then it becomes then much worse
1: okay right because <laughs> <laughs> that's tougher
3: <laughs> it's much harder yeah. yeah i mean it depends on on what you're running mm. but like if you're running a marathon it's not so bad it's 26.2 miles or 42 kilometers but that pain sort of hits you in the last half an hour
0: because
3: they say your body can fuel up to to 20 miles say and after the 20 miles that's when you've got to come up with something so either really good training or you eat while you're running or something right but if it's longer than that like if it's a 50k or or longer yeah then you have a lot more pain to go through Mm. because your body's trying to shut down Mm. and you're trying to override it and it's really really um and severe. The first,
1: the first time you got to that wall, was that in your first marathon, or was that?
3: Oh no, it was probably in the second one because the first one, and okay. um, we, we ran it quite slowly. So the second one okay. was uh, when I tried to do a time. Okay, wow. Then I I, I hit that um, blanket pain. Is that is all I could describe it as? Okay. And I, I mean, but if you know it's coming, or if you know, then it, you just have to change like your 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 the way you're thinking. Okay. And it's it's. It's not injury, it's pain. So no matter what I do, I can get through it.
2: I think it's a lot like birth, personally. (laughs) (laughs) Because in birth, we have this thing, you know, we've we've been trained our whole lives Mm. to associate pain with like illness or something being wrong. And then in birth, you're going, yes, there is sensation that is really strong now, but it's not because something is going wrong. It's because something's going right and I just have to move forwards through it. So then it's about the mental thing of going, okay, I have the thing and then i have my attitude towards the thing and i can just change the attitude and then i just yeah. have to deal with the thing but if yeah. my mental stuff gets in the way then i'm dealing with my mental stuff and i'm dealing with the challenge and yeah. if you can just find the way to be in that challenge instead of being in your mind yeah
3: that's yeah that's better yeah i mean obviously i've never given birth but i have learned in a in a particular race that if you if i let that go then all the demons come in and it's almost impossible but if you can keep it in a place where you're just dealing with it, whether you can box it or whatever it is, but know that I'm going through this and I'm going to keep going through this. Yeah. Uh, it stays like that. But if, if, if you think, oh my God, I'm going to die and let that run, um, like I really do. Like, like in one particular race, it was called a Enniskillen, uh, what was it, a last one standing. Oh
2: God, I read about that in your book. <laughs> <That's> horrendous.
3: <laughs> so every, every hour, basically you all start again and you're on a 4 mile loop. So and then there's so there's no winner every hour you're starting again and it's whoever is left after whatever time there's no end. Wow. So it's only whoever's left standing. Wow. So it's really hard to gear yourself because you you can't think okay if I just save a bit for the next 4 hours I, I should be fine because you've no idea if it's going to go for 2 days or oh wow. yeah.
2: It's like that horrible beep test. To do it yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like beep, yeah. run to the dot. Beep, yeah. anyone who hasn't got there, yeah. out. And then you keep going. You're like, geez, yeah. I really How hope I don't make it left. to that dot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: But there was a point in that race where there was a waterfall at one stage, and it could have been a ten-foot uh, drop. And I thought, if I fall in, I'd be out of the race, because I couldn't give up. Wow. And if I fell in, I'd injure myself, but I wouldn't kill myself. So I'd probably be okay. <laughs> And I, and I actually contemplated it, and, and I missed it because it was not, it was during the night, and I had a, a lamp on my head, and I didn't see it when I went around. But I was thinking that that would be a <laughs> way out. That's your way out. Yeah, yeah. You
2: were heading for the wall. Yeah. That's
3: to insane. fall in.
1: And so, like, how many miles are they getting through before they finish that insane Enniskillen? Well, that, it, it,
3: I like, mean, like I only lasted—I lasted fifty lasted, uh, something miles, twelve hours only. But they went, I think, one hundred and twenty-six that particular year miles.
1: Yeah. And so, when you're entering something like that, mm. why are you entering?
3: I thought this is going to be easy. Okay. I mean, it's like the loop from my house. Like, and every time you <laughs> can come shocking, back and have yeah. a cup of tea, and you can, you know, have a chat, and then just do another loop.
1: So, like the first, the first loop you do, fin- you finish it with what? How many minutes to spare? You oh, about? the first
3: one was fifteen minutes to spare.
1: Oh, nice. So, so it you, is a cup of tea.
3: Yeah, you sit down and you chat, and like, and you think. <laughs> this is going to be easy. <laughs> and then, you know, four more loops. And it's like, oh, this is getting really hard. And then the stopping is a problem because you're getting stiff.
1: Oh, yeah. So, so it shouldn't be every
3: other race, you go until you finish. Mm. And then stopping becomes difficult or starting again is difficult. And then then everything starts to happen because if you want to rest, you have to run faster. Okay. And so everything kind of works in reverse to, to a normal race.
1: Oh, that's vicious. So your pacing is opposite. Yeah. yeah
3: and, and it's very hard to... I, it's very hard to come to terms with absolutely and because then the more exhausted you get the less oxygen seems to go to your head and then the more the less you can figure it out
1: yeah, of course yeah yeah. and it's just You're more discombobulated and having to work harder both mentally yeah. and physically well,
3: and it becomes really tough
1: jesus and did you help, like with like the mental health aspect of this did you have like a psychiatrist <laughs> a, a, i mean other than possibly somebody <laughs> sitting down there but like did you did you have like a, a, a professional person who dealt with your mindset around
3: not when I got to there. I mean, okay. I, w- when I was running marathons at first and I was trying to beat four hours. Okay. That was a, a thing because yeah. I was just missing it. Uh-huh. And I rang a guy, uh, Neil O'Brien. He's a, I don't know what I call him, but uh, he's not quite a shrink or a, a life coach, but he works with, with athletes, okay. golfers mainly. Okay, brilliant. And I rang him and I said, look, I'm, I'm going to Tralee tomorrow to run the marathon. And I seemed to just implode when I get to within the last couple of miles mm-hmm. and I said can you help me and on the phone he said oh yeah no problem and straight away I thought oh great in the bag and then he gave me a few tips on how to think mm-hmm. and he's saying normally like the first half of the marathon is great and the second half is tough and he said okay we're going to switch those oh. so we're going to have a really tough first half so I was trying to make that really tough when I was running and then i are going to have a great one the second half and, and then he gave me just a couple of things to do and ways to think.
0: Okay. And so
3: as it happened with, I think, two miles to go, I don't quite remember, there was, there's a, what do you, a a pacer and they have a balloon. And that balloon is four hours on it. And I was way ahead of that pacer. Oh, okay. And within about two miles to go, my knee just gave in. And I thought, oh God, I can't do this. I cannot live with another, almost. And then the pacer went by me and a crowd that were with him. And only then I started to go through everything that he'd been telling me, like it was just one mantra. So clear my mind of every single thing except I think it was I'm trained for this, I'm strong, I'm gonna do it, or something that simple. And that's all I thought. And I just went one foot after the other until I got them in my sights again. Wow. So you caught up? I caught them and I passed them with I think a half a mile to go and and I managed it and and I did it by I think twenty seconds I, I actually managed. But I just had to think of, I rid my mind of every thought, because yeah, yeah. my body was just th- total pain and it was, you can't do this, stop, you can't do it, stop, and so once I overcame it, and I, it worked, but that was the only time I actually got mental help.
1: Okay, other than that, it all came from internal. Yeah. And so, and so like, so that's that's part of it, obviously, the, the mental coaching part. What about your nutritional aspects? That's the part, like, that we deal with all day long, and here, did, did you, like... Did well, you, that's a big Did your thing. diet change hugely? Did, I mean, well, I know um, obviously it did the plant-based running, you, you, yeah. you, you shifted diet, but yeah. why and how? and
3: When I started, I, 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 when I look back at it now, I was a mess. Okay. I mean, my favorite restaurant was a steakhouse in Terranure. I drank bottles of wine in the evening, red wine, and that was normal. And I thought I was eating a good, healthy diet, and the more I ran, the less I could eat meat.
1: Okay.
3: That was the start. Wow.
1: So Is so, less you tolerate the
3: digestive? Yeah. No, I'm celiac anyway, so okay. I have a digestive issues, you could say. Yeah. But if I had a steak on Wednesday, on Saturday morning, I'd still get a stitch after 10 miles. Wow. So I started to think, oh, wait a minute, there's something here.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So I stopped eating meat and I could run further. And then I picked up a book one day and we started making green smoothies. And I started to feel better. And everything was was marked by running. Okay,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
3: And so even if I ate something today and tomorrow I ran really well, then I'd stick to what I
1: ate. So you're really testing it as you go, you're really testing Everything that
3: I that I ate. And I mean if I felt worse I just eat I just bring it back.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah.
3: And nine years later I'm now a plant based whole food runner. Amazing. And that's just everything that has worked. I never decided I'm going to go vegan, I'm going to be anything. And, and I'm not, I just happened to be here from purely testing every single thing and putting it to a running test. Okay,
1: and um, were, were you a good cook? Were you like, were no. you into food, Is that, was that a thing? Or did you have to like really educate yourself around the whole no. idea? No, well
3: my, my kids have always been vegetarian. Okay, all right, So w- I brought them up as vegetarian. Oh, wow. So I'm used to cooking vegetarian food and, and and not having a space on the plate. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay,
3: yeah. And
2: was that your choice to bring them up vegetarian?
3: Yeah, well, like yeah, the two of us, like like, like myself and my ex-partner, that's the way it's it always been, and okay. that wasn't ever an issue. Like it was. Yeah. Um, it was, it was fine. It was
1: the default. It felt like the default at the time. Yeah. And um, um, why them and not you? Yeah.
3: Well, I actually was. Okay. Once a vegetarian. Oh right. And then I go back to eating meat. Okay. And then I go as a vegetarian, I kinda of thought it might be healthier, but I love steak and I love meat. Mm-hmm. And my brother and his wife had a dairy farm down in West Cork and I'd look at the cows and think, Oh that one looks gorgeous. Like I'd say to be <laughs> <movie. laughs> great like sizzling <laughs> Jonathan get away from the back of the g- <laughs> And that's how I was. Yeah. And I, I mean I, I didn't I just I didn't get the correlation between my health and and and, and meat yeah. or on food. I mean now it's it's totally different now. Yeah. I mean now I actually feel for animals. But then I didn't okay. it didn't enter my head.
1: Yeah, the connection wasn't there. No, yeah, okay. okay. there was none. Yeah.
2: And yeah. wow. um, c- can we go back a bit? Can we go mm. back to before you made this change? What was your daily life like in terms of in your work were you sitting at an office? Did you commute there in a car? How many ex- how much exercise yeah. do you do a week? You know, what did you hang out with the kids? That kind of, what did that look like?
3: I worked in the US. I used to sell property in Florida to Irish people and we used to build and or convert um, buildings into condos and sell them to Irish people and package it and finance it and so I spent at least a month or a week in every month in Orlando and I don't know if you know Orlando but Orlando is a kind of place where you die and go to Orlando. Like if you were bad, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's soulless place. And (laughs) it's very pretend like there's, Uh, you know, we have this fabulous Disney here and you know, like but Mm -hmm. there's no heart or soul in Orlando. Like it's a a terrible place. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, the people I worked with, I suppose were similar to me. It's like, I don't ever remember laughing in Orlando. Like it was work. And so I was on planes a lot in airports, uh, late nights, uh, bringing people to see things, collecting people from airports, and food was, didn't really cross my mind. Like, it was whatever was handy. And the only reason for going out for dinner was to get a bottle of wine in, kind of, be, like, to entertain someone or, you know. And it yeah. was an exercise, just there was none. None. I didn't think
1: of it. One of the things you said to me before is that you, you feel that's a bonus, though. In some ways because you've sort of got like an extra years in your knees that other people have been running since their kids don't have
3: i do i i I do for sure (laughs) i mean (laughs) probably i mean i know there are people who would have been into athletics in school and always kept it up Mm. and by the time they're my age like they're having difficulties
1: yeah yeah so
3: i'm i'm quite lucky yeah.
1: Did you spare the joints? So I
2: don't know if lucky <laughs> is the word, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah no, I you did like the thing that the mental coach told you to do. You like reversed it. Yes. Yeah. 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 You did, yeah. Like, yeah the first bit hard, the last bit <laughs> easy. Yeah.
3: But there were times when I'd be training for something and I would like hit a crisis. And I remember I came in here a few years ago and it was before a marathon and there was, I think two weeks to go. And suddenly I was crippled with a cold. I felt sweaty, weak, and I didn't have time for a cold or that so I came in here and I said to you, uh, I'm running a race in two weeks, um, can you help me? And you said, yeah, don't run it. And I said, yeah, that, yeah. I remember that
1: distinctly. <laughs> I remember saying, just don't
3: run, simple. I said, I said no, that's not an option. <laughs> so you said, okay, well, if you're gonna feel like that. And you, you gave me a couple of things you suggested. Yeah. And I took them and I was fine, mm. but I took them morning, noon and night. Like, and also, I mean, like yeah. another time, maybe six months later, I was getting sore joints and I was running a lot, it was for I think a 100k race and I was then um, feeling the wear and tear. Yeah. So you gave me this really simple drink, mm. you recommended to me with I think it was um, cider thing. vinegar, cayenne pepper, yeah. cinnamon and all anti-inflammatories yeah, and yeah, yeah. turmeric mm. and so I still drink it yeah. and anytime I get to where I'm feeling creaky or running too much, yeah. I, I just drink it. And at first, I mean, it used to be like hold my nose and drink it. Now I just put some honey in or something, and Yeah. and it's fine.
1: It's funny how your how your your taste buds kind of evolved to these things. When you always of, yeah. once you know that something's good for you and it does good for you, it's very difficult yeah. to then still go like uh, that thing. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, when it's can. when it's really served you. Like. Except for one
3: thing, you um, recommended to me. Could you to the
1: diamond. Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs>
2: just like take the glue to thine I am tough but that <laughs> thing is I mean that thing is revolting, it's like rotten eggs That's mixed it. with some kind of... It's
3: like a gone-off oyster. Off. Oh
2: God, it's disgusting. Yeah. The texture
3: of an oyster and the it the aftertaste of a rotten egg.
0: But yeah. Yeah. also
2: the one you gave me was actually gone-off. So right. I had okay. glutathione okay. that was gone-off. <laughs> <laughs> Double bad. got to use it up though, right? Did I charge you for
1: it? <laughs> no. It was free. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, glutathione is a vicious one. It, it, it's yeah. one of the things we like c- keep coming back to because there's so many things. Because for inflammation, oh. because, because your liver is involved, because blood sugar is involved, mm-hmm. because your DNA is getting damaged by all the, all the extra training you're doing because you're nervous as well. Like, it just it's such a top down nutrient, it's amazing. I mean, so many people, yeah. I think, kind of have a love hate for that thing, and it's, it's yeah. unfortunate that it's mostly a hate. Yeah, it does <laughs> work hate though. me for it, but they love the thing, yeah, yeah, it does. But
2: yeah, I don't think I'll mm. start craving it. No. No. <laughs> no,
3: but I do rely on people like coming here for when I need advice on nutrition, I come here and I get it
0: amazing
3: and I take it. Okay. Um, when I need, like at the moment, I'm going to the. I, I have a race coming up in September, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to get stronger in different ways, because this is a it's a hundred mile race. So after a certain amount of mileage, the the body starts to collapse, like mm. not just the legs. Yeah. The whole so I'm thing. trying to build it up. So there's a place called the Movement Studio. Oh yeah. So in Terran is great guys. I know
1: them. Yeah. yeah.
3: So I go in there and I do a couple of classes a week on like stretching my hips and just specific things. Um, and I'm finding that good. Like, so anywhere I can get help, I go for it and I, and I take it.
1: And it's quite often the disassociated training from the thing, the sport you do. You quite often hear athletes say that. It's yeah. when like in movement studio, I went down to do like to study, to do starting handstands down there. Yeah. And weirdly that can help with your running because it solves yeah. postural things because it mm-hmm. like it brings strength to your like, to yeah. mobility and your core and all these sorts of things that you don't think, well, it's not my legs, why would I bother? Yeah. And yet actually that's quite often a really good way of facilitating your actual sport, isn't it?
3: It is, yeah. Mm. And yeah.
2: awareness as well. But I mean, it's all awareness, isn't it? Mm. When you're looking yeah. for mastery over your body, you're going every movement-based thing that you can mm. do, is going to bring awareness to you, and you might get a little moment, a little kernel where you're like, oh, that's how I do that thing with my shoulders, or this is what I do when I'm in my stress place, Mm. I imagine in running, (laughs) I can't say that I've done a marathon. But if you were doing that, and you were in that place where you suddenly start feeling pain in some area, noticing like, oh, this is what I do when I'm feeling stress and then suddenly you're bringing tension to those areas and to be able to know like, oh, actually I can soften in that Mm. face, that's easier. And you might learn that in yoga, but then you might go to handstands and you're like, oh, if I'd shift my perspective, that's going to help me yeah. to get yeah. further in this moment yeah i think movement as mentioned is it's massive isn't it yeah, yeah
1: it, it is yeah is the thing
0: actually and, yeah and it
3: gives confidence to to me anyway yeah. Yeah. and
2: it keeps it exciting and, and playful yeah. and joyful yeah so it's yeah. not just like i'm only running that is the yeah. only thing that yeah. i do yes.
0: yeah
1: so how, how are you ramping up your your training schedule for 100 miles i mean i can't even imagine i literally can't even imagine i can't imagine doing a marathon so I, how, how do you get to 100 miles and, and where do you
3: Slowly, slowly. Yeah. I mean, you start slowly. Yeah. Like, you'd start, your mileage would be maybe five miles, or, are you miles or kilometres?
1: A bit of both, actually, weirdly. It's about the only one I can slip from both.
3: Okay, well, say five miles, you start, yeah. you do it a couple of times a week, and, and you do ten miles at the weekend. Okay,
1: yeah.
3: And so you'd have to be, for the, from the start, you'd have to be ready for that. Yeah, okay. And then you would up it then to, like at the moment, I think it's, it's at about 50 miles a week, and okay. it'll go up then to 70. And then you'll do maybe a, a 30, 40 mile one day, and a 20 the next day, wow. when you're exhausted.
1: And and okay. So and do you are you good at listening to yourself when your body's and how do you distinguish between when your body's actually saying no yeah. and your mind saying no? No, I'm not very good. That's what you're doing.
3: No, I'm not very good. I find that very hard. Yeah. Because the first thing I think of when I'm really tired is, oh, I think I've a sore knee, and I don't. But my mind does something to try and get me to rest, you know? Wow. So I have to blot out everything that's not right and I have to actually go with a gut feeling. Okay. And my mind is usually wrong and my gut feeling is usually right. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I, I come to places like this and I go to places like the, the, the green market every weekend, because yeah. if I feed myself right yeah. and, I'm, and I'm training right, I trust it.
1: Mm. It's, it's so interesting that that trust thing, that there's this I've referred to this before mm. with you, this like South Sea Island culture where they have they have three names for the brain and they have three different brains. Mm. And they have like the first brain, the second brain, and the third brain. The first brain is their gut, the second yep. brain is their heart, and the third brain is their is their yeah. brain brain, as we yeah. call it. And they have the same name in their language for their for that brain as the one that they, when they get their fishing nets tangled. It's like yeah. this is only the brain that gets in the way. Like this, this yeah. brain is the one to trust, this brain is a good brain as well, but this one's like, no, nah, just don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's only going yeah. to lead you astray. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, When you start to get into pain, that's that's exactly right.
1: Mm, amazing. Yeah. And, and so when you're like you're in you're in the middle of this kind of training phase now, and you're sort of building up to to serious mileage, are you? Do you manage to like? How like? Do you do you start out sore every day? Like is is every day? No, kind no, of like, no,
3: no, no. I feel no? quite good. I mean,
1: it's amazing. I mean, like, I, know. I feel like I, I literally would never be without pain.
3: Oh no, no. I, I don't. I rarely feel in pain. Why? I mean, I'd only feel in pain on after. Maybe mile 20 or something. Like okay. if, if it
1: was too, okay.
3: if I was running too fast, or yeah. if I if I was dehydrated, especially. Okay. Yeah, I and mean, that's yeah. the biggest killer for mm. me, or I think for most people. But
1: and and how do you hydrate? Actually, that's an important thing. It's something I would like to hear more about.
3: Well, I. I I try and drink enough water the days before.
1: Yeah, because beforehand, right beforehand is not a great idea. No, it's Best not. That's bushes and cramps.
0: And
3: yeah, 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 and neighbours don't like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're done getting sick over the wall. You're not going to start peeing in the bushes. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs>
3: so, I mean, I carry a backpack with water.
1: Okay. you camel back with yeah. you or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And is
2: it like a straw situation? Yeah.
3: Like yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the only way for that. that that distance.
1: Okay. And do you know anyone who's doing that 100 mile as no, well? Or no, are, no. No, you're going to that pretty much satellite. Yeah. Is
2: there, is there like a, I don't know anything about this, is there like another stage after the 100 mile? Like where does this stop? <laughs> <laughs> are you just going to start running one day and like first go never <laughs> end? <laughs> Jonathan, Yes, <laughs> okay.
0: No, there is.
3: You see, I did a, a 100 mile last year and I, and I had been thinking about it for two years. Mm. And in fact, it was 107 miles from Belfast to Dublin. Uh, and I found it so difficult that my feet were so blistered on mile, I think 70, that like I hadn't got a, a centimetre left that wasn't blistered and I wasn't in such pain that I ended up having to walk the last 30. Ooh. So I kind of have to go and rectify that before I can relax. Wow. Uh,
2: but then will there be another
3: one think, that you have to rectify? Well, there. Are, n- <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you that Stop next year. That <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just
2: wondering, like, does it come to a point where you kind of feel like, I've
3: done that thing now. Oh, well, I I don't think so because I feel fabulous when I'm training like this. Like I wake up in the morning, I feel great. I go to bed, I feel great. During the day, I feel good. And I eat well because I'm training and it all fits in together. And it just makes me feel fabulous. Like it doesn't do any harm to me. Like my joints feel great. Like people would say, oh, your knees will be gone. Like my knees feel better, much better than they did nine years ago before I started running. So every part of me feels better. So... No, there isn't a, a, a stop sign anyway um, there.
2: Do you feel now, say, an injury happened and you couldn't run? Yeah. Do you feel like you've built up enough mental tools that if there was a situation where you couldn't run, you would have the strength and the mental tools to stay in this place that's really, really good and really, really healthy without the running? Would you feel like the running is like absolutely key? And if you took it away, mm-hmm. what happens?
3: I think. A scary <laughs> questions. <I'm sorry. laughs> really it is a scary yeah, question. Right. I think that I, I have the tools now, and I because I've been doing it for so long. Mm. I mean, if this happened to me the first in the first year, as it does a lot mm-hmm. in the hard period, yeah. um, it's very very difficult. Mm. But now I would be. I think I'd be strong enough and mentally strong enough to, to get over any kind of injury.
2: I think. Right. Yeah. So, going back We're, then, you've three kids. Yeah. How old are they?
3: Uh, now it'd be, they're 21, 20, and uh, 16.
2: And did, how has your relationship changed with them? Like, do they run with you? Do they feel differently? Like, have you talked to them about how you were as a dad before versus how you were now, and how that works?
3: Yeah, well, that's that's a quite a, a complex question because I don't see one of my daughters since okay. the separation. Well, since a couple of years after, so she's kind of with her mum, okay. and but now she's 21, so. Um, I don't talk to her at all. Okay. Uh, at the moment, my son is uh, very sporty. Uh, he won't run with me because um, he, he says I run like a dad, like I run slow. I love it. I
1: oh. knew he was going to say yeah. that. It's awful, isn't it? Yeah. Like even though you're like breaking all the boundaries <laughs> in the world, it's like now nah, you're still a dad. It's yeah. Still embarrassing, you know? Kids are brutal, mm. Aren't they like, harsh? Oh. Yeah.
3: Yeah, your kids are so harsh. I mean yeah. like. That's one of the things that you mentioned earlier about cooking that's what you find with cooking for kids C- oh, yeah. kids will never say oh dad that's fabulous like it's either or yeah. they just eat it all yeah
2: yeah yeah, that's exactly and there's no you hear about it it's terrible
3: yeah no quite now they're polite because they're older but younger they aren't but yeah anyway, yeah he's very sporty and but he wouldn't run with me because he'll sprint do sprints okay. when he's training he plays he's a hurler uh, but um mm. he wouldn't come with me i'd embarrass him <laughs>
1: we would come out and support you when you're doing your 100 miles oh, oh we would yeah. yeah
3: like he'd be my crew sometimes yeah.
1: cool yeah. that must be quite nice to have family involved at that level because it's very different to having like uh, training people who are friends or people. oh it's amazing yeah
3: it's amazing and yeah like in that like that that 100 miles or something, talking about from Belfast when I got to certain stages where I was I wanted to die almost mm. and I wanted a reason to give up and then he'd get out of the car either himself or well, he'd get out of the car Fiona my wife would drive off so as I couldn't get into the car and then he go <laughs> and then he'd go with me to the yeah. next stage, kinda. Of. Wow. wow. So yeah, like it's it's nice and it's comforting and I know that he knows me and I can't bullshit him either. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah.
1: So, Ooh, oh no, the opposite. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and that that it's not it, Dad. Is that all you have kind of a look like and it, it's crushing. Yeah. So it's like you gotta go.
1: Wow. So, so
2: it's such God, a fascinating seriously. I mean, it's such templating though as well yeah. for them. Like I think when you're living an active lifestyle and like specifically for you, you've made these changes that you didn't just kind of go, I kinda like to do it so I know what I'll just yeah. stop eating meat. Yeah, yeah. You like yeah. went for it and you did it and you committed to it and you're still doing it. I mean, as parents, one of the things that we're trying to do is template for our kids. Yeah. Like these are ways that you could potentially deal with challenging situations in your life. Here, mm. at, here are here options. And I mean you're you're doing that like so impressively.
3: It feels good to do that, yeah. yeah. It is it does feel good. Um
1: yeah, you certainly yeah. not one of those duplicitous moments where you're reaching for the biscuit. Yeah. Saying, no, you can't have any sweets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. No, and, and, saying... and, and uh, do you cook now with them, or do you like? Do you have like? Do you sort of like?
3: Oh yeah, no, we we don't yeah. we we lo- we always do and always have eaten the same thing.
1: Okay, nice. Oh good. So okay.
3: yeah, no, we don't do never did separate uh, meals Okay. Just I used to go out to steak restaurants when they were with their mum and not right. with me, kind of that right. sort of thing. I mean, the thought of it now, it, like. I just can't imagine it. But that's what I've used to be like. Yeah. Oh.
1: Isn't it weird how quickly we kind of forget the old version of ourselves? Yeah. Like how that kind of disappears in the rearview mirror. We're like, I can't remember what it was like to beat that person.
3: I know. And now I'm almost tempted to tell people how fantastic this is. And people will look, oh, God, here he goes again. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, we're like here, but like not yeah, after
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> so your recipes are amazing. I mean, it's really interesting to see, like, you know, I mean, I, I saw it as a running book. But then we look at mm. the recipes. There's some really good stuff. Have you, did you spend a long time? Are you very, are you very like forensic in the kitchen about those sorts of no,
3: things? No, no, I'm actually not at all. I, okay. I, I'm, I'm the opposite. Jeez, but, you have to
1: work hard for this then. Though, so. Well,
3: well, it, everybody likes, like people say, "God, that's fabulous. What is it?" And then I try and get something that would match it, only yeah. probably much better, and put a name on it.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 Because right.
3: it would be normally whatever they is for sale in the <clears throat> organic market yeah. is what will be cooked and eaten. Yeah, and okay. like with some basics, you know, be the pasta or lentils or whatever it might yeah. be, but I wouldn't have a a name for everything that I'd normally eat on day to day.
1: Okay, okay, but but and and when I say forensic as well, I'm kind of referring a little bit to like the macros and the nutrient level and that stuff. Do you, do you get picky around that, like for from a training point of view? And uh, no, You just kind of eat I, as no. much as makes you feel good, and that's kind of it. No, I,
3: I
0: don't.
3: No, I don't. I ignore that pretty much, okay. and I eat what my body tells me is good. Wow. And when I need it, I I, I eat more, but I, I get quite clean when I I train a lot as in I'd have a lot of smoothies and yeah um,
1: and do you you use gels when you're running I know it's a very nerdy question no yeah okay so I used to well I I, I used to there we go yeah so what's
3: a gel a gel is a a sugar drink that gives you a boost when you're in trouble yeah or when when you're not even in trouble it just gives you that fuel so you don't hit the wall and that's to
1: take water across your gut wall as well it does all sorts of interesting things in your gut when you really need to be able to hydrate more effectively
3: I, I used to yeah but I read a book by, I think, somebody called um, Maffetone. Oh, yeah. I don't know if, if okay, you read yeah. it. Yeah. And he does this thing on a heart-based, mm. a heart-based run. So it made sense yeah. to me. And I, t- I tried to follow that at one stage. So after I read his book the first time, one of them, then I planned that I could, I thought I could do the 100 mile. And I planned it two years out. Okay. And I started running on heart rate. But the first thing you do is give up sugar because you learn to run on fat instead of sugar. Mm. And like a, with enough fat, all of us like to run all day. Yeah, so you just need to get used to it.
1: And, and so, are you in that now? Or oh you... Yeah, I've been doing it ever since. Wow. Okay. So, so you you went to you turned to what we call a fat adapted athlete then, right? Yes. Okay.
3: So I started running on body fat instead of sugar. Oh, that's so amazing. the first the first stop on that is to give up sugar mm. altogether. Yeah. So I stopped eating sugar. Yeah. And, that and was,
2: is that like? Fruit sugars as
3: well? No, not not natural sugar like like fruit, okay. but any processed sugar.
1: Anything where the sugar is like taken away from its fibery foody yeah. goodness. Sort yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. So it's quite difficult. And yeah. like you start off by running quite slowly and your heart rate, like there's a depending on your age, there's a certain heart rate where you stay within. So the people I was running with were almost embarrassed to run with me at the time because I was running so <laughs> slowly.
1: Uh, okay. But
3: after six months then I'd be running the same heart rate, maybe a lot faster and then faster and then, that, then you can run for longer and longer and you, you never take sugar gels then. So then it's just food.
1: Yeah.
2: And how does that work with food? Like, can you eat, do you just eat liquid food or solid food or?
3: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, my wife Fiona tries to feed me all sorts of stuff on a long run, I guess. Right. And, and whatever works. Yeah. I mean, the last time we, I must have had 10 different foods out and then she, she was drinking this soup there was a gluten-free soup stand and i tasted it and then that's all i drank for that the rest of that okay. because it doesn't need much digestion it's already liquid yeah. Yeah. but it changes and like, is it
1: important that it tastes good to you like is, is that a no. big part of like whether it's like whether you can take it or not
4: well it,
3: sometimes because it can eat because your stomach shrinks and quite often it rejects stuff so it's really mm. it's it's good that it tastes good yeah
1: i was watching a a, a youtube video recently what's her name is it uh uh oh, courtney something i can't remember she runs yeah. like yeah. Courtney Walter. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So she was running this two hundred mile race. This Not is... to put your hundred miles in the shade, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but like she was running a two hundred miles. It's yeah. insane. Like it's actually I mean she was they were talking things like she was sleep running. Yeah. There was yeah. a couple of times she came back into camp and, and, and they they sent a pacer out with her because they were nervous about her. And he mm. was like, Yeah, I, th- I think she, I think she was actually asleep a bit of the time. Like, how many falls? Three falls. So like, oh yeah. like, like what is this? Running. Mm. But but when, when she was doing this two hundred miles, the first I think hundred and twenty miles, she couldn't keep food down. Yeah. Yeah. But they kept feeding her this rubbish, like this weird rubbish. I'm. I'm oh, hope they don't see this. But like, I, <laughs> like, uh, the, there was no thought about nutrition. It was just yeah. like they were like, try some waffles, try some pancakes. I was like, why haven't they tested this out before? Like, yeah. I mean, just like one of the top runners in the world. It's bizarre how like unproven it was. And you I hear see this, this
3: about, all the time. It's weird all the time. And and when people get to that stage, like terrible things happen. Yeah. I mean, they, not only do they get diarrhea, they throw up at the same time, and like it's. That's the thing about running. You have to leave your ego at home.
1: Yeah, but then they keep running. That's the weird, that's the yeah. really tough part. Like, what?
3: Yeah. What? You, you past that, that sense pain. of caring. I guess so. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> sense of caring, let's call
2: it, it seems like such a weird thing, though, because we're mm. taught to, like, everything that we're doing is kind of teaching us. If you're in this kind of wellness field, it's teaching us to listen to our body and to go, like, what is the thing that my body needs right now? Okay, I'm throwing up. That means I need rest. <laughs> so I can't imagine yeah. how you get to a point where you're, like, throwing off and going, keep on running for another 100 miles, like yeah. what happens? How, how do we get to a stage where that's positive?
1: With, with, her, yeah. with her, it was actually because the guy she was competing with. That was weird, sorry. But there was a, a moment where he was like, she was ahead of two guys and she runs as a runner rather than a woman against men. So because she kind of wants to just be competing as a level playing fields athlete. And the guy was catching her because she was, you know, puking and, and had diarrhea and had been able to feel herself for 120 miles and she was sleep running. And got to the point where he got within I think, like they said, they said on one of the checks, she's like sat down, she's covered in tinfoil, she's like, how far behind is he? And they were like, I was like, you know, I don't know, 30 minutes. She's like, okay, takes it off, goes, you know? And she's like, it's unreal what, what mm. fuels people. And for her, it was definitely that competitive thing with this other guy. It was kind of, it was really weird. It was pretty mm. depraved, to be honest. I mean, what is it? <laughs> you don't, you're not running against someone. What's oh, the, no, like I'm running
3: against me. Like, yeah. and only me. Yeah. But it's a mind thing. It's, it's, it's the thing that I can do this
1: yeah
3: and like it goes back to that the very beginning when i couldn't run around the block mm. and it's almost the same okay and it, it's only it's not as hard as, as the beginning
0: okay because
3: you know the way and you know that it's going to work yeah and you know you won't die probably so <laughs> y- y- it's much easier like than it is to, to run around the block nine years ago
1: yeah
3: and and also you know that if i can overcome that i can overcome anything and Because you've set out to overcome it, there is no stopping. Like you have to go until you're either injured or you finish. It's amazing. As opposed to just in pain. You know, but it, like it's it's a mind.
1: Yeah, always. Yeah. Think, yeah.
2: And tell me, so do you have a what? Do you do another job?
3: Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah, no, I have <laughs> a day job. How <laughs> do
2: you do a job? Uh, so yeah, how do you fit in? So for people listening who are going, well, I'm really busy. Like I, there's no way I have time to run 20 miles on the weekend, well, I, I, or 10 miles a day, like, how do you fit that in? And what would you say to them like, in terms of that?
3: Well, I would say the more you run, the more energy you'll have. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get up at five <laughs> o'clock every morning and I have five to seven, like as my time. And so I can write, I can do whatever, read. And then in the evenings I run. Okay. So I run either six o'clock till eight o'clock or till nine, whatever it, it takes when I'm training for something. And um, at the weekend I run in the mornings. Uh, So normally I'd get home just as the kids are getting up. Would be how it would work. Not not always, but that's how it it kind of Mm, it works. So just it's discipline and consistency, like for training for me. That's
1: amazing. I'm really curious about thing. We we sometimes ask podcast guests some like slightly slightly random questions. I, what would your report cards from like? Primary school, like, is there is there? I know we have, we have it. Your parents, the you're probably gonna be, like read them out. I didn't ask them to bring them, unfortunately. But, like, did is, are there things in here that you can understand that like there's parts of you that like this level of discipline would have made sense? It would have made sense for you to be this person when you were a taught.
3: Oh, it absolutely would have, would it? Yeah, would it? okay, yeah. interesting. So, I didn't what, what have it you? in any way but it would have, okay. okay, it would have. I'd be a different person for sure. Oh, you
2: mean. I mean, it would have been useful for you, but you weren't necessarily that way. Yeah. Like I, your report so oh, abstr- No, it tenacious. absolutely would have
3: been useful. I mean, like there's things that I learned over the last nine years that are like, number one is focus. Mm. And if you focus on something, it becomes real and it becomes much easier and everything about it becomes part of you. Mm.
0: Yeah. And
3: discipline is, is essential. And if you have discipline and focus, like you're way ahead of, like where you were before you had it. Yeah. And then other things just kind of fit in, like, uh, like consistency and you bring other things in that help with that, like nutrition and whatever else.
0: Mm.
3: But absolutely, like that's, like, had I been told that, instead of had to go through the last nine years to find it, it um, would have been great. Yeah. So your report cards
2: <laughs> didn't say, like, I, dogged and determined and tenacious and... No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what were you like again?
3: Um, I was rebellious
1: Okay, okay, well that makes sense Yeah Is it like? Is that, that's something, I mean, I, I can definitely identify with that as well Because there's nothing that anyone would have said I was ever going to do in life But be rebellious, basically yeah. And it's useful in this territory because this is basically rebellion in, in shop form Yeah, <laughs> yeah And, and so that, is, is there, like, is that, do you think, like, are your Do you think you've turned into, like, is it is it a different person? Is it a different Jonathan or is it the same Jonathan we're looking at?
3: I don't know. Um, it's certainly a smarter Jonathan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like with tools. I have tools that I never had before. And I mean, they're the tools that, that I found so hard to get.
1: Yeah. Like I wish they were teaching it in schools. I mean, there's, there's so many things we keep coming across. We're like, why isn't that a class in school? Like, like self discipline yeah. taught in a creative way, or, you know, the, the things that we sit down and tend to learn tend not to be the, the life mm-hmm. things that actually turn us into really successful humans. Like
3: yeah. I mean, when I look at your name, even wandering into wellness, like, there's no way you two are wandering. Like, you're like a, a train going flat out, like, <laughs> well. because your focus is, is all about wellness. Well, true. Mm. So, like, you don't wander, like, over there and wonder, you know, what's going to happen next. Like, because you have that focus mm. and the discipline, obviously, like, look around, like, there, there's, you're far from wandering. Mm. So, like, with focus comes everything.
1: But what I think, I think what we, we're, we're specifically doing is that we're not feeding and eating because, like, mm. we eat differently, we are different, you do really different things to us but there's like there's so many different versions of health that's what i think is really exciting there's like there's no like one template and i think what probably the books Mm. you're reading and the books i see and and everybody who's you know online and influencing Mm. us kind of wants to tell us is that there's one way to do things
3: yes yeah and i think
1: that's that's what you have to kind of put away and that's why i think this book is so useful because you have you know this is just one man's journey Mm. take Mm. it or leave it pick up what you're what, what you need from it And then do your own thing sort of thing, isn't
3: it? Yeah. Oh, very much. I mean, all I can say is what worked for me. Yeah. And I tried hard on everything. Yeah, yeah. Mainly food-wise. The exercise was the easy bit.
1: Okay, really? Food food was a struggle?
3: Yeah, a big struggle.
1: Okay.
3: I mean, like, to try and find out what is... What makes you feel good is really hard. Yeah,
1: yeah,
3: yeah, And that's why, out of all the recipes that are in it, like, everything in it is just what makes me feel good.
1: Okay.
3: Like basic things like green juice in the morning makes me feel great mm. if I don't have it I notice it now that might not work for you mm. but it works for me so yeah uh,
1: it's well it is, that is a new edict. the celery yeah. juice in the morning thing is like an antidepressant and everything else it's amazing <laughs> it's weird it's being like but
2: I think it's it's so good to have someone who's leading the way in that thing of going intuition is the key thing here mm. it's like it's not what you get told in those books. It's not what you get told by the nutritionist. It's not, it's, it's like, what is your unique body? What yeah. is your unique way mm. to get to that end point? And everyone's going to do it differently. Like maybe yeah. it's running for you, yeah. it's definitely not for me. Well, it <laughs> but, wasn't, it know, wasn't for me no. in,
3: in the beginning. Like I would yeah. have much rather had, I, had a swimming pool close, I would have done something that I would have been, I wouldn't have been so obvious and like about, I could have hidden better, yeah. but I just happened to be running. Yeah. Like, for somebody else it could be like cycling or whatever yeah. else. But I just, I didn't have a bike, I didn't have anything. It just was the easiest thing for me at the, at the beginning. And, that, and now I, now people say to me, oh, you're a runner. But I never thought I was a runner of myself. So it's just like, it's different for everyone.
2: Yeah, I think it's nice as well, because there's kind of no excuses with the running thing as well. Like you're saying, like yeah. with yoga, you can, I mean, it is a personal practice and you really just can do it everywhere. But people think like, I have to go to the yoga studio mm. and I have to have the mat and I have to have yeah. the clothes and I have to have the blah, blah, blah. With running, it's like, it's not like you can go, well, my gym membership's expired or I've got to get to the gym, but I can't do that. It's yeah. just like, and there is ground. Yeah, go. Even she, on you the You don't spot, have shoes. It's fine. Just, like, yeah, yeah. Do it. And there is no hiding yeah, either, yeah,
3: yeah. Which, which is hard sometimes, but it's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And do you, So when you come in from a run, this is a bit of a micro point, but like, do you, uh, what do you fuel yourself with? Do you always have like, protein shakes straight away or what do, you, what do you do with that?
3: It depends if it's a long run. Yeah. Like, I say long run, if it's maybe 15 to 20 miles or over, I'll always have a protein um, shake that I make. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I use Sun Warrior protein powder. Okay. I have a thing where any protein powder that I've tried, yeah, I have run for 20 miles and then I've taken it. Ah. And if I feel... The next day if I feel perfect muscles wise then that's what I use okay interesting. if I feel sore and stiff I don't use it again Won't go there again. so the sun warrior works for my body okay interesting and the next day I I wouldn't know that I'd run yesterday that's amazing mm. so that's an awful lot so that's my protein powder your
1: crucial thing and yeah. do you do you mess around do you have a great like kind of smoothie shake recipe or anything like that like no none no? Well, whatever <laughs> no. whatever Water, they have whatever
3: rose. green leaves they have whatever like I don't like to buy like, I like to buy stuff that's or organic if possible. Mm. And whatever they have and it's freshest, I'll, I'll, I'll drink. Yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: one of the things you were saying, and I'm going to give you this because I'm sure you actually probably want it and you haven't really reached for it at all. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so you're, you're becoming quite conscious around the amount of consumption of plastic and that sort of thing as well. This is like a bit of a thing for you, which is, I mean, it's a bit of a thing. I mean, it's, it's the way the world needs to go. But when it comes to... Training, running, all that sort of stuff—it's it's a very consumorous thing as well. And you see the, the, the mass of detritus left after big runs—is there? Oh, it's,
3: it's shocking. Yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't—I didn't get into this voluntarily. My wife kind of forced me, because anytime time I go somewhere and I'd reach for plastic, she pointed out, and, and now I can't not see it. Mm. So yeah. I was fine when I didn't see it, but now, like, that's a glass bottle you handed me. But anything we buy, if there's plastic on it, I feel bad about it. Yeah. So. One, it's, it's the same with food. Once you know something, you can't unknow it. So when you can't unknow it, it's really hard. Yes. Then, yeah. you, then you have to make a decision every single time. Yeah. Like I have a reusable coffee cup and I have to, if I don't bother taking it to the coffee shop, I feel bad about it. But mm. it's okay to feel bad about it, but at least I, I know it.
1: I think we've got about another two years of feeling bad about it before we're kind of like, okay, we can't get the coffee now <laughs> when we go to the coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, without, yeah. It's, yeah. It's getting, I mean, yeah. it's getting really that close, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's, it's nice when you're presented with such a reality where it's not the, the optionality is kind of disappearing because you're like I don't have to make the decision anymore it's kind of like it's just done for me I'm not I'm not gonna be able to mess around with this one I can't ju- I just have to have the coffee cup or whatever. yeah yeah
3: yeah but marathons are shocking yeah like if you take the Vienna Marathon with its 40,000 people and there might be 20 drink stations yeah, wow. and each but everybody takes a drink on the way Like there is so much plastic
1: it's yeah, amazing how yeah. quickly people are waking up to that as well. So I feel like that's yeah. always going to be like, like, this year, next year, you're probably going to see massive change in that. There's going to be, if it's not compostable cups, there'll be no cups at all. Or
3: yeah. Once um, it's pointed out and people know it, mm, then it, it's a big help. Yeah, a it's huge true, yeah. help.
1: Yeah. Uh, and people
3: take responsibility if they feel it, I suppose.
1: Yeah. I think the takes responsibility you feel, and that works inside out as well, and it's exactly. kind of the same thing you've done in your life internally. It's just looking at the external world in the same version. It's like, am I going to be responsible in terms of what I put in my body, and am yeah. I going to be responsible like, what goes out there as well? Exactly. exactly, yeah. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, w- when I was in India recently, we had this um, really interesting, I'd, like, I just, it was amazing because everyone kind of talks about India, like, oh, you went, and was it really dirty? And I'm like, well, I mean, uh, yes, but that's just because everything's on show. Here we're great at hiding our waste, but yeah. we're producing far more of it. And we have this kind of like this, this thing of like if you out of sight, out of mind thing, whereas almost if you like, well, if you, if you turned the tip heads back in the side of the streets in Dublin, you're kind of like, oh, I think that would reduce our waste production real fast.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Showing it to us is so important. Like yeah. we were just at this festival, Meadows in the Mountains, and it's an eco-festival, and they had, this is kind of gross, but they had compost toilets. And it was really like, I'm big on talking about like menstrual knickers and wearing them because they're reusable and you don't have any waste. and. It's like a big thing for me but when you go to the compost toilets in the festival on day three and you look down the hole and you just see a pile of sanitary napkins yeah. just sitting on top of each other you're just going that's,
0: yeah
2: that's horrendous it's I mean, gonna it's be there just, for 500 it's years be there forever yeah. Yeah. and when you More. see it when you get that visual thing we all had that visual thing every time we went to the toilet you'd go oh, and i can't i can't do that like yeah. i have yeah. to make a change that's a bit different mm-hmm. and it's the same like you saw that photograph mm-hmm. and you were like oh, that's not me I'll just look through a few more and then you're like, no, that's me and now I can never go back. Like I have to just make that change now because it's in front of us and we need to do that in everything from all the inside to the outside to the world.
3: Yeah, we do. And again, the hardest bit is the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jonathan, thank you very, very much. It's been a really interesting yeah. chat. thanks, Finn. Thanks, Lydia. It's it, really amazing, and, and like your story is Like, really, it's inspiring me as well. And I like, I'm not a runner, but now I, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to start it's running. It's interesting, isn't it? It's <laughs> weird Maybe. how like how much it makes you just kind of go mm, in look sort of like, a, well, I wonder, could I? You know? Yeah,
2: but we have these. It's amazing yeah. how we have that thing still. Yeah. Like I still have that thing. I'm not a runner. Mm. Like I'm not, I'm, just, I'm not. a running person. Yeah. So. So do that's I. Fine. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. But your book
2: mile 99 <laughs> i'm not a runner yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah
3: that's what it's like though
0: like, it? yeah yeah oh,
1: amazing yeah. amazing cool does, does anybody have questions for jonathan that they'd like to ask or things they'd like to share uh,
0: i'd like to ask a question mm. it's not perfect sounds in maybe a little bit weird.
1: like in the country i noticed a lot of sport people oh. have been encouraged
3: to eat extra meat mm.
0: Mm.
3: how it works in long term
2: Mm.
0: Mm.
2: So here lots yeah. of people have been encouraged to eat extra meats if they're athletes or runners, and she wants to know how is that in the long term. This is the rugby people. the bowlers. ballers. Yeah. Mm. I'm not
1: talking about runners. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah a lot I of sports. I've seen yeah. by myself, they have all nutritionists, and the nutritionist knows
0: everything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always extra meat for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion?
3: Well, my opinion is what worked for me was, is less meat. And for the less meat that I have, the healthier I feel and the better I feel and the more energy I have. So I'd feel the opposite to that um, for me. Yeah. And I can't see how it w- works for somebody else in the long term, but I mean, maybe it makes other people feel better, but for me, absolutely not. Yeah. Um,
1: I think the real the real thing is biochemical individuality like our genetics are coming from different parts of the world some you yeah. know some people have evolved you know our, unfortunately our genes are very slow to evolve you know and when we have two and a half million years of, of you're from Mars. I'd, well maybe <laughs> who knows i, I probably <laughs> feel like it sometimes um but but there's 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 so much that, are, that we're trying to like we've changed our diet and we've changed this like industrial and then post-industrial kind of like diet and lifestyle in you know in the sort of blink of an eye from a genetic point of view we've only got like a handful of generations and so our genes are catching up but they're catching up really slowly and so if you have like somebody who uh, whose ancestry going back you know seven ten generations more comes from a you know a part of the world where they where they farmed a lot of a lot of meat and they ate a lot of meat mm-hmm. probably meat suits them because they have a different way of converting what's called the arachidonic acid in it mm-hmm. where the arachidonic acid doesn't just become an inflammatory thing and maybe it fuels them in a better way
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah well maybe maybe but but an irish an irish nation an ireland nation is a weird thing because i mean we lived on for a long long time and, and again this is only a few generations in terms of genetics but but on on, on potatoes and on, on really poor quality grains mm-hmm. uh, and kind of kale and, and sort of stuff that we now feed cattle a little bit or we feed sheep and, and it was seen as nutritionally adequate, it didn't really help us from a, you know, from a, a genetic point of view. So I, I don't know, I mean, top, top athletes, it's so, you really need to know the person and the person needs to, like, like what Jonathan's doing, he's experimenting with himself each time he trains and that's really the only way to know. I, I hate the way people are being pushed towards a, you know, a carnivore diet or whey protein or plant-based protein, whatever, mm. without like, just trying it for themselves. It's, only, you have to give something a crack for a couple of months or whatever, and see does it work, and that's the only way to, to know. I think. I think kids are so easily influenced by by a, you know senior nutritionists They look at them like a demigod, or a lot of them like come from sports backgrounds as well. And it's really it's uh, it's really tough for them to then make their own decision or listen to their parents instead of this per, this outside voice that's like you know somebody who's actually accomplished stuff in their field. And um, it's it's a real challenge to be able to like to talk to speak to power in that sort of way, in in a in a, in a way without kind of feeling like you're you know kowtowing or, or feeling like you want to be uh to kind of just rowing with the crowd i suppose and, and that's what with kids it's a big thing as well fitting in is a huge thing yeah. mm-hmm.
2: did you have people at any point in your journey going I, this is a rubbish way to do it you've got to start <laughs> eating the meat eat all the meat do the things that are different and how did you like
3: well uh, being celiac as well made it difficult because uh, i mean i'm now seen as a celiac vegan and I didn't get asked out for dinner for maybe 10 years. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: well, I mean, look, Fiona eats the same way as I do, so, luckily, yeah. so that's kind of fine. But uh, people like, would say, what fad are you on this week? You know, and i say, well, the same one I've been on for the last 10 years, if that's how you look at it. Yeah. So, but if it's different just how somebody else was brought up, they, they seem to take it almost as an offense mm. yeah. somehow. But, but people like, say, they
2: like, they like, you know, my parents would certainly say, well, I don't want to be one of those people <laughs> Uh, Those people yeah. that you go to the place and you're like, I don't eat this and I don't eat this, and I'm like, but you don't eat that and you don't eat it because it makes you feel bad. Yeah. So I don't think it's like a terrible thing to say. I don't eat that thing. It makes me feel bad. You're not mm. expecting everyone else to suddenly change their life mm. and do that thing. You're just going, this is just what I'm doing. But people do take it very personally. They think yeah. that you're saying, well, my way is the better way. They sure do. Your yeah. way is down there, but that's fine. You just carry on, and I'll yeah. sit over here on my high horse. And it's
3: just not the case. Well, I'd be well used to that.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. And often people who say, "Well, why don't you come out for something to eat, and then um, bring whatever you're having." <laughs> <laughs> eat around the chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, really? I mean, it was. It's just. Uh, it's shocking how people get offended by what you eat,
0: yeah.
3: and um, it's, it's taken years to get to get over. But then people are, are a little better now than they were. We're a lot better because. When I started doing this, people very rarely took responsibility or, for their own health. Like They didn't even, even make the connection from the, what I'm eating to how I'm feeling. And they didn't bridge that themselves. And it was like, that's that. We've always done it that way. We have a pint. I always like a pint of milk in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I'm so snotty all day. And, you know, and, or I can't breathe when I'm running for the bus or whatever it might be. And they don't make a link. that It's actually... There's nobody coming to save you. It's your total responsibility what do you eat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. isn't
2: it? Yeah, for is your that own we, body. Though that we have that thing around, so so my mum would feel like I don't want to make a fuss. So me saying I'm standing up for my health is making a fuss. Yeah. Like when like where has that happened? Where? Like, yeah. Why are we not going between, oh well that's impressive. Seen
1: as like just being difficult, yeah. essentially. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. And you never used to be like this,
0: isn't it? Like, yeah. Did
3: you see me ten yeah. years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. It's exactly. like all well, the <laughs> work <sweet>, are <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, it's funny, isn't it? But is it just change is confronting? Mm. And when we're yeah. we're seeing change in the people around us, we find that really difficult to do. Like yeah. have you found that with like friend groups or people that you you tended to socialise with and then you changed your life so drastically, did you find that a lot of those people dropped away or were they they actually uh, encouraging?
3: Oh no, no, very few encouraging and people would think they were encouraging Mm. um like by buying you something they thought you'd eat kind of which is Mm. you know something I couldn't eat or would never eat but like they would make an effort Mm. but actually wouldn't like on the outside would but wouldn't really make an effort Mm. to know why you were doing this or what you weren't eating or and I mean, people would think, well, like people would even sneak stuff in, like mm. being celiac with gluten. Well, they think, well, never did me any harm, you know? Wow. And like, you know, family members too, you know, <laughs> and, like it was just shocking,
1: you know? Well, like bloody poisoning you. Like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, when
2: I moved to Ireland, I, I, I don't drink alcohol. And when I moved here, I was 21, so it was a while ago now. And now that's more like I know lots of people who don't drink and that's not a very big deal. But when I first moved here, people were like shocked by it. And Mm. they were like, oh, I'd have people say to me, I I couldn't trust anyone who doesn't drink. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, yeah, because I'm so unreliable. (laughs) You know, tomorrow. Um, But people would do that. They would go to the bar and they'd, what would you want to drink? I'll have a Sprite or something. And then they'd come back and they'd put it down. And I could smell the alcohol from Mm. the table because I haven't drunk in so long. And I'd be like, that's that has alcohol in. No, no. like, but I could be allergic. I could be pregnant. I could be anything. Yeah. You just have decided that like, I know I don't like that you're not drinking, Mm. so I'll just slyly put that alcohol in there.
3: I know exactly how you feel. To make
2: me feel better. It's so weird.
3: I, I remember a situation many years ago where there were nine of us out drinking and it was eight pints of Guinness and then there was me. And because I'm celiac and I can't drink Guinness, I think the only, I couldn't drink any beer. I had a, A Vulcan cranberry, and when he went to the bar, he bought eight pints of Guinness, and he wouldn't buy the Vulcan cranberry because he was embarrassed. (laughs) Now that was the kind of way it was like back then, and now there's celiacs everywhere. There's gluten-free beer, like there's alcohol-free beer, all more normal. But then it was like, well, I'm just shocked. But people are that are that shocking.
1: Yeah, they want to make a little kind of consideration for you, like tiny consideration really when you think about it. I mean, like what's the big deal?
3: Yeah, they see it about them.
2: Them, but that's it. They thought that I was judging them because I didn't drink. They thought I was going, well, you shouldn't be drinking. So I'm going to sit here and report everything that you do the next (laughs) day and tell you all about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, sense no, I just, yeah. I just don't do it, yeah. you know.
3: I think it's changing now. It's just
1: yeah. massively. It's just, yeah. I mean, we've got a, like a, a fully um, alcohol-free bar uh, permanently yeah. Yeah. open on yeah. Cable Street, yeah. the Virgin Mary or whatever. Yeah. It's uh, uh, all like exciting
2: botanical things. Yeah. Like, people are into it now.
1: Definitely. Yeah. It's like I mean, gone hip. Well, exa- well, I think people, something yeah. other than a cafe or a pub is, mm. is a useful thing to be able to socialize in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. And it's yeah.
2: nice to feel like a grown-up when you're going out if you don't mm. drink. I don't want to drink Sprite and Coke. I'd like to, like, have a nice, enjoyable drink. Yeah. yeah. That something someone's
1: put some thought into, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. It's not like you don't enjoy a nice drink. You're yeah. like, I just don't want the alcohol Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: Yeah.
2: And I don't want something that's pretending to be a beer as mm. well. Yeah. Did you
3: know about Ireland before you came here? <laughs> 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 yeah, who, whoops.
0: Uh, yeah, I choose to live, i a drinker. <laughs> Ireland. Good choice. Yeah,
2: I should have really thought that one. little bit. Like, little I don't bit. think it was, I was quite early in that journey, though. Like, yeah, I'd only yeah. given up drinking when I was. 19. So it was oh, quite kind of, yeah. I wasn't like thinking of myself, like I am now an non drinker forever. It just happened. And then yeah. It, yeah, it just on evolved. Happening. Then, yeah. Cause yeah. it seemed strange at one point to go, well, now I'll just wean myself back onto alcohol. Yeah. Cause I like get that, point, you know, I thought <laughs> like would I would have have actually make an yeah. effort yeah. Yeah. to start slowly and then build my tolerance back up. And that just seems yeah. like a mad, mad thing to do.
4: Yeah. Does yeah. yeah. anybody else have mm-hmm. any, Sorry, if, we um, we're here because uh, you, you've written a book, Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's it's got a, a, a fluency of, of literacy that is, is to me is is, uh, uh, is quite remarkable. It's uh, a very pletho. It's very easy to assimilate and, uh, and and to understand because so much of it is on the ball and to the point. Mm-hmm. And this is something that has uh, been born a, a, out of your experience because. Suddenly, you're able to give birth to a book. Uh, 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 something that w- w- wasn't characteristic of your intellectuality before. I thought he was going with the compliment. Sort of so now we're getting to the report right? <laughs> uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, that's funny. But uh, what's lovely it's, it's, it's like, you're right. There's like, there's no fluff in it but yeah. you can feel like writing a book would be a very daunting thing if mm. you didn't have this like abundance of stuff you wanted to give people yeah. mm. and that's what's nice about it like there's there's an, there's there's so much in there for people mm. to get from but you haven't had to like Oh, I'm going to fill chapter three. <laughs> you know, I, I don't and know what also, I'll do. i
2: think also because you're doing it from experience mm. and like your intuitions mm. and you're very much led by that. Mm. It's not like you're having to go like, well, what if this isn't the up-to-date science? Yeah. I better research this thing. Sure. And someone might yeah. come, turn around and go, no, wrong, incorrect. Yes. They yeah. can't because it's you saying, well, this is how it was for me. Yeah. This is my journey. Try it.
3: Absolutely. This is my science.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah here, exactly. actually. Yeah. And it feels that if you feel that from the book that it's, you could actually just dip in and out of different bits mm. of it. You don't have to read it all in one sequential order. Yeah. And that's really nice for people, I think, because mm. you the don't plan, have to yeah. feel like, mm. like I've started and now Beginning, I have to line. sit in through this yeah.
3: thing. Yeah, a good man. well, I finally I got know. some compliments. <laughs> 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 yeah,
4: uh, uh, Jonathan, you haven't got to do s- too much research. You and your body uh, accomplished uh, everything you wanted to know. So. Maybe the next one, you, you, you'll have to go to the National Library or something. To <laughs> <laughs> you know, true,
3: I mean, maybe. I mean, this was supposed to be about the first steps. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. the first steps are the hardest. I know we're talking about all the more fun stuff, like the marathons and the ultra marathons and all that, but the first steps are by far the hardest, and that's where I couldn't find a guide to anywhere.
2: But is it also because there's a little bit about... I certainly am finding with yoga and the way that I'm teaching yoga, I'm not doing the handstand, upside down, you know, most extreme version. That's not what I teach. I teach, like, how can we feel good in our body? How does it feel for you? And that's not super glamorous. So mm. there's not a lot of people doing it and you don't get like a whole host of social media followers going, wow, that was really inspiring seeing you yeah. sit and breathe for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's a little bit about that, isn't it? There's yeah. no re- that's the reason why there's not so many books about going like, I am on the couch. It's not sexy at all. do I yeah. It's not yeah. sexy. Yeah. And it's not social media friendly. But yeah. it's the massive bit, I mean, yeah. that is the bit that's, that fuels all the other bits. They cannot come unless yeah. we know, like the person who's sitting at home who's going, I have never run I don't have the gear I actually feel rubbish in my mind and I feel like maybe I'm not even worthy
3: that's like, a massive thing
2: just literally step down yeah. and move forward
3: yeah I mean well the, the book here is on sale on Amazon and yeah. the, the the biggest selling day was the day after the London Marathon yeah. and I guess it's because people it's on the TV all day and like especially in, in, in London and in England and they're thinking okay I'm going to do something to get healthy so the first thing you might do is look up put on the internet and look up a book and you buy a book now it's then only the people who are ready Mm. that are going to actually do the next step because they'll read how to do the next step hopefully or they'll read how I did it but lots of people like they're just not ready for things Mm. and especially things that aren't sexy like how to like how to just do something three times a week that's really hurting you Mm. and like like, basic things
1: yeah and that maybe nobody in your life is going to agree with yeah, oh, that's the worst yeah, of it.
3: Yeah, 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 and so you don't have any support because nobody knows how to support you because they think you're doing something really silly. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah and it's yeah. and it's basic. It's not like yeah. you're not going like, after week three, suddenly I found myself running <laughs> to to bushy park. You know, yeah, where yeah. you're just like, no, I was still puking in the bush. Yeah, I was still walking for most of that thing.
3: And then it can even get worse when after a, like after 12 months. People start to think you're looking good, like you've lost maybe a stone, and you like your eyes are getting brighter, and then people are going, "Well, I'm not," <laughs> yeah. okay. and therefore like they're saying, "Okay, well, I'm going out with my mates tonight." You know, you can go and do your milkshakey or whatever yeah. thing you drink nowadays. You know, yeah. soya milk or whatever it might be. So then people get a, a barrier, so you have to get feel your way differently than in the world again,
1: yeah. and find supportive people around you.
3: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No,
1: I, I, I know because every time you've come in she's been here <laughs> you, you obviously have great support there which is amazing I mean like I, I think I don't know whether you, you do you always run alone or do you tend to run with people I know you, you your son pacing you sometimes you're saying on the on oh yeah that
3: no side. no I, I run during the week with other runners
1: do you yeah you, do you prefer running with the gang? oh I the, do yeah do you okay, okay. yeah no,
3: it's not possible always yeah like at the moment I run with with runners and they're training for the first marathon mm. So that's kind of exciting mm-hmm. so i do runs with them and then i do the longer runs on my own maybe at the weekend
1: so everyone's it's kind of like a school of life like everyone's kind of like at some level you're sort of yeah. able to like support other people around you or just going through what you went through and absolutely hopefully that's yeah. amazing yeah, oh, that's, really yeah. Nice. that's a great community yeah there. and is that the same in most running clubs that you have that kind of that levels of
3: oh I'd say absolutely yeah that's great yeah I mean great. we're more friends that come together and do it okay, okay. Um, and like they're uh, impromptu kind of a running club I suppose Okay. Nice. Uh, people I work with and stuff okay. but yeah everyone is different you have I mean, got uniforms then no <laughs> <either>. <laughs> I'm glad you good <laughs> uh, good go. no. that's great any, any other I was going to ask you about
1: your recovery you talked there about protein yeah
4: kind of quite difficult to recover afterwards trying to is there any one or two kind
3: of
1: Repeat yeah. that question and talk well, about
2: what are your key tips for recovery things that you can't do without if you were just to give like one, two, three things that you do every time.
3: Well, the first thing for me about recovery, especially for the longer distances, is I have to have the one thing which is a protein drink. Now, I put it into it's not quite a drink, but I, I have I'll just tell you what, what I make I, I have gluten free oats. I put in a banana, I put in um, a scoop of peanut butter, and I put in Sun Warrior protein powder, and some almond milk, soya milk, rice milk, whatever I have. And I blend it, and I eat it or I drink it, depending. But that's what works for me. And I mean, I, I can run up to 20 miles, and then the next day I won't feel it whatsoever, even more, if I have that. If I don't have it, I can wake up so stiff. But another thing would be to actually, to make sure to eat. And I try and eat small amounts often, after, after long training runs. I don't always manage it, because I might fall asleep on the couch or, mm. you know, but I try to. And the more I can fuel after, the better I'll feel. And I'm always worse off if I don't eat. And the worst part is I never feel like food. So I have to really... Um,
2: Consciously do that. Con- yeah,
3: and therefore a lot, often is is much easier because often like we'd all go out for brunch or something afterwards and most people would pick around something and have a coffee and you know but we try and eat food but that protein powder is the the big one for me
1: okay and do you try things like magnesium or other kind of like well-known recovery aids or glutamine or these things
3: I have done. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, but you don't, you don't find that they've provided significant benefit for you in your situation? Not
3: for me. No. Interesting. I mean, yeah. there would probably be more benefit for me during.
1: Yeah. 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 But it's that potassium fiber, B yeah. vitamins, protein, whatever's going on in that, that seems to work right. Yeah. Amazing. It, yeah.
3: That, that's what does it for me.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Cool. I mean,
3: like there's lots of things I can still learn, like how to last longer when, when running and like mm. by getting more supplements and yeah. taking salts and whatever.
4: But, yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah hopefully I like can a, help me in that. For sure. I don't
2: know, I don't know about this, but is there like a stretching, like, is there like a warm down thing that you need to do the next day or like a couple of hours later? Or is there like a complementary movement based thing that you need to do afterwards?
3: For me, no. Uh, what I do is walk. Okay. And walking is the best. I used to try stretching, but quite often I'd be too exhausted and I just mm. wouldn't bother. Or I'd sit down and then I'd just so I could actually lie down here, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't do it. So what I try to do is finish a half a mile before the end, quite often, okay. and then walk it.
1: Okay, and okay. that
3: would be it for me. And if ever I'm sore or whatever, I walk first okay. until I, I lose that stiffness, and then I, then then run it.
1: Okay, so you don't do like Aldoa stretching or foam rolling or anything no, sorts no, of I don't do anything. No, especially
3: wow. not foam rolling. Anything that hurts. Okay, right. Um, well, I don't. You do enough hurting when you're running. I <laughs> You no, know, I'd be more gentle with myself than, than that. Okay, uh, interesting. Um, okay. So just, just loosening out slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair or, right. or it even starts by jogging very slowly. Yeah. And then I'd get into it.
1: There's that great reference to, to dogs when they, you know, when they get out of their... I was actually watching my next-door neighbour's dog this morning. Beautiful sunrise and he got out of his hut and he did a little up dog, down dog. Yeah. And then just start, you know, sat in the sunshine and then wandered around and started barking annoyingly. But it's mm-hmm. amazing how like, they won't get up without stretching. Yeah. It's their yeah, first yeah. approach to the day. And we like, so often it's like, whoop, social media, bathroom chair. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or in some varied order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Anyone else? Any other questions here?
2: Sorry, so she was saying that she runs best in the evening? Yeah. Yeah, um, but often competition times are in the morning. And are there any ways that you can combat that if you tend to be an evening runner versus a morning runner?
3: I find exactly the same thing. And sometimes in the evening, I just don't have it. Whatever goes on from work or too many coffees or too tired, I don't know, but I don't have it. But usually I'm the same, the evening is the time. And sometimes like going to, especially going to a marathon abroad where nine o'clock in the morning for us and it's suddenly seven o'clock there. So what I tend to do is to prepare by getting up early and just having a couple of runs, especially the week before, like getting up or running at five or six in the morning, which would be the time that the, the run would start at. But I do find it hard as well. And I don't quite know how to get around it. But other than just do it, uh, like, like as in do the training for it, like get up at that time.
1: There's a load of research happening around chronotypes and circadian rhythms at the moment and like they they do a lot of stuff, a lot of work with horses actually Is what well. Weirdly, my, my cousin's best friend developed this, this thing that they use with racehorses now around the world because you know racers there's a huge money involved in whether they're being flown to different parts of the world and expected to race the next day. And horses actually I think they say that they, they their circadian rhythm will switch to the local time within roughly like twenty-four hours, but sometimes they're required to run sooner than that. So they they developed, she developed this mask in, in UCD actually in, in one of the labs in UCD uh, where they have like um, a blue light um, kind of essentially mask that they put on the horse to train it at a certain time in the morning and you can use things like um, blue light blocking glasses or like there's, a, there's an intranasal light therapy device called the something like I, I'll, I'll find it for you I'll get it for you but things because we, we have receptors for blue light in our ears and in our nostrils where it can charge us with, with serotonin, melatonin, and it can we can actually train your skating rhythm really well. With that there's a guy called Ben Greenfield who I follow online who talks about that intraoral light therapy and he would use it for those sorts of things. Cause the circadian rhythm thing is, is really awkward because again we're so individual when it comes to everything in our lives and then be expected to all perform the same or the best at least at that same time of day, is it it's a huge ask, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
3: But I think we could both use
0: some of those, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, i better go Googling. I'll <laughs> refresh my memory. <laughs> we'll put it in the notes. <laughs> uh, anybody else? Any queries? Just like those, yeah. what, what
1: kind of uh, protein powder do you use for your
0: milkshake? Oh,
1: protein powder. It's yeah. sun, sun Warrior is the one I think you
3: use. Yeah.
0: Sun Warrior rice protein. Is it cow's milk?
3: No, I, I don't use any any um, animal products. Um, I stay away from cow's milk. Totally. That was one of the first things I gave up um, because it affected my breathing. And I could tell, like, more would block my head and I'd have a blocked nose, which made, which made it quite difficult. And the longer I stayed off cow's milk, the better I can breathe. And running, um, for me, over distance seemed to be all about breathing. And once I could get the breathing right, and my legs were always strong enough, I just had to train them. But once the breathing was fine, and um, so the first thing to go, in my running life, was cow's milk. So, never in any form.
1: And cheese, like but the a still, okay. Quince jelly, is it quince paste or something? Is no, it? I'm not sure.
2: It's a cheese, it is like a curd. It's a cheese oh. and, uh, with a pieces of cranberry or Okay, the, okay, okay. I'm not sure what it is. That one. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I had so much and there was
0: cooking all night long. Interesting, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not related to cold and flu not yeah. at all. Yeah, the I mucus production thing is interesting. A lot.
1: Yeah. yeah, So a lot of people who have issues with, with dairy. I think we're just, we're unfortunately, we're living in an age where there isn't enough. Actual in, infectious yeah. bacteria to put pressure on our immune system to keep our immune system occupied. That's one it of the theories, no anyway.
0: No well, exactly. So, our immune so system turns on product. well, that's it's it. Product. Our immune exactly. system
1: is turning on to things that are normal foods that are, or what would have been considered normal foods and now they'll be yeah. treating them like allergens. I think it's a, it's mm. a big, big problem at the moment. It's
2: exactly. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: a lot, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
4: but
3: we are all different, yeah.
1: No, big time, yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? No. Okay. Will you have goodie bags on the back of your chairs that don't contain Sun Warrior Rice Protein? I'm sorry, because actually our podcast is supported by uh, by Newsess, uh, which is a, a, a pea-based protein. But go and enjoy that as well. And hopefully we'll get will get Jonathan onto one of those as well. Um, and uh, yeah, th- thank you very much, all of you, for coming. Uh, really appreciate all your questions, all your attention, and I hope you all enjoyed it. And thank you, Jonathan, and thanks so much thank for you your sharing your story. It was that was a, a joy. <laughs> Um, thank you guys for watching, and um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll post all of your things. I feel like I'm not doing a podcast anymore. <laughs> you guys? Them. <laughs> thank so you for we, watching, and if play. you have
2: any questions, because you weren't here in person, you can't ask them to us right now. Do put them in the comments, and we will pass them on to Jonathan and go by his book mm. and come find to- him so he can sign copies for you.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: yeah. Cool.
0: Nice one, then. See you guys. Kay. Bye. Bye-bye.